0: Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week on The Salted Anchor. My name is Kimi Smith. I love that you take the time to connect hearts, connect lives, so we can grow together, have a little perspective together, and just have some laughs, have some cries, and just learn a little bit more about my personal journey on this thing called life. The salted anchor, I know that's such a funny one, but that's what we decided to name our home because we are to be salt and light and to be anchored in that and to be salted just right, to have a just enough seasoning that you're not too much or you're not enough, but you're just right and to be anchored and grounded in Christ and Christ alone. And that's kind of how we ended up getting the salted anchor. It was more the kids coming up with the name of the home. And I love it because it fits so well with with us. This morning, I was driving the baby to school and I started to ask him, hey, do you know what my nickname was as a kid? And he said, Kimity Am the Bam Bam. And I started tearing up almost immediately I thought it was the cutest thing ever that he actually not only remembered it, but said it and was giggling about it. And I was like, yes, that is one of my nicknames that I did have. And that was a nickname that my grandpa had given me. And I hated that name. Oh my gosh, I hated that name. And he knew I didn't like it. So he would tease me and call me Cam am the Bam Bam more often than not. And I said, well, yeah, that's that's one of those nicknames that I had, but that's not the one I was thinking about. So do you know any of my other nicknames that I had as a kid? And I was really trying not to start crying right then and there on our way to school because we were kind of at that halfway point. It's about a 10-minute drive. It's not terrible. But the way we go, it's so peaceful, and there's farmland on the right side, there's farmland on the left side, and you can just feel the presence of prayer that has been saturated in those places because the crop's growing. And as I've driven through that, this full school year now, I can feel God's presence so strongly, and I sit there and I'm just so honored and so thankful that I can drive and I can feel God's presence in these places because when you have dealt with drought, or dealt with flooding, dealt with flooding, um, dealt with crops not growing on time, you're gonna pray and cry out for a miracle, whether it's a hurricane coming through and the winds blowing everything, or something man-made that a tractor broke and you can't get the crop out the way you need to whatever the case may be I can feel those presents as I drive through the country roads and I was really trying to keep my tears from just pouring out of my eyes thinking about my brother was the last one that really called me Kamini Am the Bam Bam still and my brother has Since gone on and has not been with us for about a year and a half. And I smiled and I looked at my son and I said, well, I did have another nickname. Do you know what it was? And he said, I don't know. And I said, my nickname was Baby Tough. And he giggled at that thought. And I said, and I know it's a funny thought. Because when I was little, I was really little. I was always petite. I always wore two sizes under my age. So when I was five, I was built more like a three-year-old. And my older brother would terrorize my two older sisters. And I would get so mad at him, I would just go running up and just start to beat the heck out of him. Well, I probably hit more like a fly to him, landing on him. He didn't feel nothing. And he would just sit there and laugh, and the more he laughed, the more I'd get angry and those arms would just swing on him and my teeth would be clenched together and I can just remember trying to give it to him good. And the more I did that, the more he would laugh and he'd start shout taunting me and like, baby tough, baby tough. And I would get so frustrated and the girls actually ended up liking that I would do this because it would turn his attention onto me and I would have him laughing so hard he would forget about taunting my big sisters. Now, the age difference between my brother and I is really five years. We were both born in the month of November and I've got so many funny stories about my brother. (laughs) Oh, just reminiscing on some of the things that he would do. But Baby tough was kind of the saving grace for my sisters. I didn't care how much older he was. I didn't care how much bigger he was. I didn't like that he was picking on somebody. So I would go take care of business. And as I'm driving down the road and I'm telling my little one this, he was kind of shocked. He was like, really? You ran after your brother and it didn't bother you? And it didn't. And then I just started thinking about King David. Before he was King David, he was just a shepherd boy. Tending his father's sheep. And there was a time when a wolf came and he fought off a wolf and killed a wolf to protect his father's sheep. And then there was another time a lion came. And he literally fought off a lion. Just a little shepherd boy fought off the lion to protect the sheep for his father's namesake. And it didn't matter how big these animals were, his job was to protect. And I started thinking about when David met the giant, his older brother's that were adults and in the army to fight this uncircumcised Philistine were terrified of this big giant that would taunt them, shout at them to defeat him day in and day out. And here is David, the little shepherd boy, who was told by his father to go to feed his brothers and to check on them. So he left the sheep that he was tending to to do what his father asked, bring in his brother's food and to go check on his brother's. And when he got there, he heard the shouting of the Philistine trying to get somebody to fight him once and for all. And here is little David, the youngest boy in his family, who decides he would fight The Philistine, or the Philistine, however you would like to pronounce it. King Saul decides if David should fight this giant, he should wear the king's guard, the king's garments, the king's royal breastplate. Take up the king's sword and his shield. Wear his armor to go fight. Because David himself wasn't dressed for war, but the Philistine was. The giant was huge and completely covered from head to toe in his armor. David tries on the king's garments, takes up the sword, but everything was too big, it was too heavy. It didn't fit David. And still unfazed by this giant yelling, he tells the king, hey, I fought off a wolf and a lion for my dad's sheep without a sword, without a helmet, without a breastplate. I think I can fight off this giant without all of that as well. And it stunned everybody. And what does he go and do? He grabs five smooth rocks. And he had a slingshot. Now, we're not talking about a slingshot that you pull back. We're talking about he put a rock in the slingshot and just starts wheeling it around. Hoo, 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 hoo. Wheeling it, wheeling it, wheeling it. Getting that velocity going. Getting that rock, getting the speed, and it hits the giant square in between the eyes. Knocks him completely over. And David was able to take his head. This scaring off all the other Philistine giants running away for their lives. Because that was kind of the deal. You kill the giant, the giants flee. And I said, I'm driving down the road and I'm talking to my son. I'm thinking about this story and I'm thinking about all of the times that people have told me to put on their anointing, put on their stories, to put on their ideas, to dress me the way they wanted to dress me, to dance me the way they wanted to dance me. And it was never meant for me. I didn't fit into their mold. I didn't fit into their society, to their way of thinking. I didn't fit their way of doing things. Because the way God designs us is perfectly unique to each one of us. And as I even thought about David being the youngest of his father's children, overlooked And yet, he was the anointed one. I sat and thought about in my own family, on my father's side, I am the youngest. I'm the youngest grandchild. I'm the youngest of my father's children. I am the youngest. I'm the shortest. I'm the smallest. I'm the baby. And I've had to fight some giants that looked me right in the eye, that said they loved me, and I had to take off all of the other people's ideas, all of their other garments they put on me with their words, and I had to fight the giant the way God told me to fight. The giant, because that baby tough that was that little tiny little girl that would run around beating up her brother was the same one out there defending, defeating, slaying demons. I was actually called the bully one time from a pastor. And as I sat there and thought about that, I remember thinking, I don't have time to bully humans when there are millions of demons running around. Because you see, so many times we have dressed people in the way that we want them to walk, we want them to talk, we've given this hooping, hollering sermon, and we've got the church set the way, and this tone that we want, but then somebody comes in swinging that, little rock getting ready to fling it on a giant and sometimes that giant is even the pastor or is even the music leader or is even the one ruling the inner beings of a group but it doesn't look like The well-dressed, it doesn't look like the well-spoken, it just looks different. Now let's think about how differently David looked on that battlefield. He was dressed as a shepherd boy. He wasn't in jeans and a t-shirt. With his special Air Force Ones that were gonna get a good grip on the ground that he could really sink his feet right where he wanted them to. He wasn't in jogging shorts that he could run around and get around real quick. He wasn't in military gear that would camouflage him into the background and he could swing this without being seen. No. David stood in front of the giant just as a shepherd boy with his slingshot in hand and dressed like he would be dressed to go tend to his father's sheep. He didn't change his attire to fit the narrative because when he tried on what didn't fit him, he went back to what fit him. How many times do we put on somebody else's garments that don't fit us, that aren't our style, that aren't our motif, that don't even look good on us, just to fit into a place that we were never meant to fit into. Now I'm not talking about looking like a peacock and showing off our feathers because everybody else is looking all prim and proper. I'm talking about when we try to fit in when our anointing was never designed for that because our anointing is what is going to be the catapult to get us to the next level. David was dressed like a shepherd boy telling everybody he's already done this with a lion and a wolf. What could this giant do to him? He wrestled a lion. And as I really started thinking about that, after I dropped my son off, I'm driving home thinking about the faith like the child. The faith of a child, because David was yet, Still a boy. He wasn't a grown man. He was still in his father's house. He was still tending his father's sheep. He was still doing as his father asked to go to his brothers, to feed his brothers, to check on his brothers. He was yet still a boy. And because he had a boy mindset, he knew that it didn't matter how big that giant was. He knew if God was in him and protected him from the lion and from the wolf, he knew God would help him defeat this giant as well. He just knew. And as I thought about a little boy with a shepherd's hook and a lion... A ferocious lion who hunts when they're hungry, who hunts to feed off of their hunger for more meat. They're hunting for the blood. They're hunting for a moving target. That lion wanted those sheep, and he wanted a meal, and he wanted it now. And David defeated the lion And then I started thinking about the wolf. And the wolf usually travels in a pack. So when you defeat a wolf, you send it fleeing, the pack runs away as well. And isn't it interesting that he already saw the fleeing of the enemies with the wolves? It doesn't talk about if it was a male lion or a female lion. Usually lion just means male and a lioness is female. But usually lions still hunt in a pride. Usually it's the lioness that is the hunting party for the rest of the the pride. Nonetheless, he still yet killed a wolf and he still yet killed a lion who is out to feast on his father's sheep. Now the scenario is a little bit different. Now his brothers are being tormented and those are still his fathers. His brothers are being tormented. And as a baby two siblings who wants to go defend their honor, I could almost see myself running into that arena just like David did because his siblings, his brothers, were being terrorized. His brothers were being tormented by this big old giant that was fee-fi-fo-fum. I'm going to kill you and take your heads. And just like I did with my own sisters, I defended them even though it was my own brother that I was defending them with, I still didn't, it didn't matter how big, how much older I went after to protect. And I have a feeling that David was in that protecting type mode when it came to his brothers. They were still yet his father's. His father sent him to go check on them. So he knew they meant a great deal. He, he, they meant more than even the sheep meant to the father. And the sheep was his livelihood. But his sons were his heritage. His sons were the namesake. So David is not only defending the entire people, he's defending his brothers, his father. He knew if he could defend a lion, he knew if he could defend a wolf, he knew he could defeat this giant no matter his size. Because he was going in there, the baby of the family, the smallest one, the runt if you will, ready to pounce on anything that was going to destroy his father's best. And I realized how powerful that was. He was walking in child-like faith. Because as a child, when that name Baby Tough would come out, there was something in me that just drove me even more to want to beat up my brother because I knew I was tough enough. I knew I could do it. I knew I was defending my sister's. Nobody told me how small I was. Nobody told me how big he was. Nobody told me I couldn't do it. Nobody told me that I wasn't designed for that. Nobody told me, oh, well, your anointing is this little one. Oh, this is who you should be. No, I just went to fight mode. Because as a child, we don't think like adults think. We don't think... Logically, We just think. We just react. We just say God is going to do it because God is God. And David knew that if God delivered him out of this, God is going to deliver him out of that too. It was such a childlike faith. He didn't need to be told to put on the king's garment. He did it out of honor to the king to try it on. But yet he knew he was from the tribe of Jesse and he knew the honor that he had just being the son of Jesse. He knew he was in good with just being his father's son. And he knew if God has done this to him before, he will deliver him. So he goes and grabs those five smooth stones and he only uses one. And he only uses one the childlike faith, the faith to protect. Today, I want you to think about. The things people have said to you that you put on and you've worn that never fit who you were called to be. Just like when King Saul told David to put on his helmet, take up his sword, put on his breastplate, put on his armor. What have you put on that didn't fit you? What can you take off? What can you strip off of you that's going to allow you to fight the battle just like David did? Being yourself. Being enough just to be you. Being enough Because God said, You're enough. Because God created you, just like He created that little shepherd boy who became king. The overlooked, the youngest in His family, the one that defeated the lion, that defeated the wolf, and then defeated the giant, later on became one of the greatest kings. Because of the childlike faith. So I want you to search your heart today. I know I've been searching my own. Even as I've been saying this. Because it's it's going in me like, oh, you put that on. you got to take that off. That didn't fit you. That's not yours to carry on any longer. What other words have I warned that were never meant for me? Take them off. Let them go. Forgive and love them. Go fight your battle the way you need to fight it. Not like everybody else, but just like you. I hope this has encouraged you. I know it has really encouraged me. Just a simple nickname has brought forth such a story to be unfolded even for me. So thank you so much for joining me on this week's Salted Anchor. I can't wait to see what God unpacks for next week. Have an awesome day. God bless.